Do you know what the most common topic or theme is across, well, any medium? It's love. 60% of songs are about love. So there's a student named Chad Swatovitz who did a study for his master's thesis on this topic. He's the one who found out how many songs are related to love. And I love this quote. He said, America's culture is in love with love. <laughs> and I don't, I, I don't disagree with that. But I do think it's hard to nail down what we mean by love or what does love look like. But that's what I want us to talk about in today's podcast. Uh, this is the Bible Studies for Life adult podcast hosted each week by Chris Johnson and myself, Lynn Pryor. So, Chris, are you ready to talk about love today? What's love got to do with it? That's the first thing that came to my mind when you said that. So I would write that song too. Hey, Lynn, good to be with you today. We are delighted to have Brian Gass with us. Brian is a content editor for uh, Bible Studies for Life Adults. And Brian, it's always good to have you with us, man. Yeah, great to be here, guys. I'm going to love this episode, I'm sure. Ah, see what you did there. All right. So question before we go, before we go too much further, did you guys uh, have... First uh, Corinthians thirteen was that a part of the reading in your in your wedding ceremony? No, I wish I could say I remembered my wedding ceremony, but it's been thirty five years. Okay, so I'm the only one. I I'm a maybe. I'm a definite maybe. Well, we are in our second session on this study called "How to Love Your Neighbor," and we could not do this study without getting into First Corinthians thirteen. And uh, although as as Chris has done in his wedding. I know so many weddings. First Corinthians 13 is a part of it because it's the love chapter. And I do think it's appropriate there. But unfortunately, too many of us, we leave it in the area of marriage. But when we talk about love, especially this concept of love, as Paul's talking about in the, in, in the, in the church, boy, it's so much richer and broader than just confining it to uh, the relationship between a husband and a wife. So let's just jump into the study then. Our focus is we're going to love others as God loves us. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 3 verses. If I speak human, uh, let me say this again. 1 Corinthians 13, verses 1 through 3. Verse 1 says, if I speak human or angelic tongues, but do not have love, I am only a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a, all faith so that I can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. And if I give away all, I, all my possessions, if I give over my body in order to boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Now, I just want to stop here because Paul's telling us here is love has got to undergird everything we do. It's not often you get to hear the word gong in normal conversation, so I appreciate that in the text. There was a uh, quote from our personal study guide I thought was great. Uh, the writer reminds us, love is essential to every other aspect of the Christian life. And isn't that true? Um, that's basically what Paul is, Paul is saying here. But I, one of the questions we talk about in our book, and I think it's a valid question, because he's, he's talking about all these really noble religious things we do, but he says, Hey, if love's not a part of it, uh, it's kind of pointless. And I think the question here is valid. Why is religious activity meaningless without love? You perhaps, guys, you probably know people like I do that they are religious people, but it's almost more like they just do it out of 
it's a requirement for them or they they'll do the service, but there's almost a begrudging attitude in it. There's no love in it. Yeah. It kind of reminds me, you know, churches that still have choirs. um, If you don't have a good song leader to remind people to smile while they're singing, that can be kind of miserable. You look up there and the choir singing about God's love and they've got these frumpy looks on their faces. Smile. Do you really love God? So even, yeah, even choir singing, religious activity without love, it doesn't go very far. So the, the PSG writer um, did, did a good job of setting context for us, really. Um, we, we don't always think about the fact that verse, chapter 13 that we call the love chapter, the context for it is Paul talking in 1 Corinthians 12 through, through 14 about spiritual gifts. So spiritual gifts have become a problem. People were bragging about their gifts. They were, there was a sense of arrogance. And so the context for, the, for this teaching is, is spiritual gifts. So he lists several that he's already talked about, speaking in tongues, prophecy, knowledge, understanding, faith. Um, all of those are spiritual gifts, but without love, they don't mean anything, which is, which is his point. Um, but it's a, it's a good reminder that that's the, um, the context uh, for the passage that we're looking at today. Yes. And what Paul goes on to continue doing in 1 Corinthians 13 is, you know, he helps us really understand the character of Christ-like love, uh, or what we call that agape love. Uh, this is, uh, heart of that is in verses 4 through 7. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy. is not boastful. is not arrogant. is not rude. Love is not self-seeking, it is not irritable, <laughs> and does not keep a record of wrongs. Love finds no joy in unrighteousness, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. So it's interesting um, when we get back to your original introduction, Lynn, you said that um, love Love and love songs. Uh, that's 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 the heart of what what we hear in in music. Um, but how many of these traits are are what's talked about in when we talk about love? Um, the the all of these characteristics are really the key characteristics for um, any relationship um, to be successful. It is to to be patient and kind, you know, if, listen, if people, if, if individuals, if married couples are patient and kind with each other, they're, they're going to be able to overcome um, a lot of the other problems that come along um, in, in relationships. And, and, you know, we recognize that there are relational issues beyond just spousal. Um, But if, if, if we have um, worked toward, um, being followers of Jesus who follow his example. And, and in his life, we see him being these things. Uh, patience and kindness goes a long way. And one of the things the writer points out is that love is, is doing things in the best interest of the other person. And you mentioned marriage as an, as an example. Wow. I mean, if we were constantly doing that, um, we'd, we'd overcome a lot of conflict, wouldn't we? Instead, we become very me-centered and very selfish. And a lot of the mistakes we make in relational problems, whether it's marriage or in our communities, is because we put too much emphasis on ourselves and not enough on the other person. 
this is one of those words, love, that you can sit down with a group that's uh, maybe new Christians, parents teaching their children, says, let me tell you what love, and, and use this description of love. But the way they really understand love is not to hear it described to them, but for them to see it. Uh, the, I, it's so critical that the best way for us to communicate love to other people is to show it in action, to, uh, to be that person who's kind, who's patient. Uh, I'm not going to keep a record of your wrongs. I'm going to trust you. Uh, that is how people really get a good understanding of, oh, that's what love is. So, Brian, we were talking earlier. What are some ways that we can um, can do that in group life? Yeah, so I was thinking about that earlier as group leaders, how we can model uh, love for our group members since we're going to be talking about what love looks like. And, um, you know, we, we can do something out of the ordinary. We can give them a real life example of what love looks like. If you don't normally call your group members during the week, uh, call and check on them this week. Send a card or take a baked good by their home. Uh, not only will that be appreciated and put a lot of love in your love bank, uh, but it'll also reinforce what you're teaching this week. So I, I think practical uh, examples of love like that can go a long way. We come to the last section of 1 Corinthians 13. This is verses 8 through 13, where Paul is, again, he's, he's tying this to the spiritual gifts, which is the fuller context. But what he's, he's to see is, you know, the gifts are kind of kind of come and go. But love does not diminish. It does not fade. It doesn't go away. Verse 8, he says, love never ends. But as for prophecies, they will come to an end. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will come to an end. And then let me skip down to verse 13, where he says, and these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. The lasting power of love um, is definitely a, a key theme that we need to hit on as we as we look at this passage. Um, I, th I think that most of of our group members can identify and appreciate uh, that kind of uh, permanence uh, that comes with uh, Paul's description of what love is. Well, and I hope your church is a is known as a loving church. One of the questions we ask in the adult piece is where do you see our church putting love on display in our community? And, and I hope that's an easy question for your group to answer and that that is the reputation that your church has in, in the communication. Not that truth is not equally important. I hope people know that your church is one that stands on the word of God, but also that you are a loving church. Jesus said, um, this is how people will know that you are my disciples because you love each other. And um, it, it's an important reminder for us that we need to, we need to display that kind of love. I'm intrigued. We didn't talk specifically. You didn't read the verse about putting away childish things. Uh, the whole issue of maturity um, and, and the significance of it comes into play. Um, I, I think, you know, I, my work is primarily with senior adults, but I think I think I'm surprised at the number of senior adults um, who have difficulty putting away childish things and moving on to the next thing in their lives. And so there is a question. What are some childish things that we spend time on, but one day we'll need to put away? Uh, even senior adults need to need to grapple with that issue. But the love never needs to be put away. 
that's Paul's point with all that. Guys, I think this has been a good discussion, and I'm confident it's going to be a good discussion in the group I'm a part of. Uh, we hope that you have a good discussion with your group. And let me encourage you. We want to hear from you. Uh, so uh, let us know how your group went. There's a uh, go to Facebook, our, our Bible studies for life. We do have a, a Facebook page that anybody can just be a part of. Uh, tell us how your Bible study uh, on first Corinthians 13 went, how, what were some of the ideas perhaps you came up with as ways that we can practically display this agape kind of love to others. We hope you have a great Bible study this week, and we will see you at our next podcast.